Welcome to the Strong for Performance podcast, where we give coaches and consultants practical ideas for taking you to the next level in your business and in your life. I'm your host, Meredith Bell. I interview experts who've walked in your shoes and offer real-world experience that you can apply to your own journey. Hi, welcome to another episode of Strong for Performance. I'm your host, Meredith Bell, and I am so delighted today to have with me Dr. Anna Malinkian. Anna, welcome. My pleasure to be here. Anna is a very special guest because I met her, gosh, it's been at least three years ago when I got involved in a program that she had co-created called More Clients, More Fun, which helps coaches and consultants uh, do more business on LinkedIn. And it was such a valuable program. And Anna has been dedicated to working with people who are coaches and consultants. So she has so much great value to share with us today. I want to not delay any further and get started. So Anna, so that our listeners who aren't as familiar with you and your work, so they can learn more about you and your journey, tell us a little bit about how you came to work so much <laughs> coaches and consultants. Ooh, so keeping it short, uh, as people can tell by my accent, I was not born in this country. That now is my home. I live in Arizona in Phoenix. Uh, but originally I'm from Portugal and all my background was in academia and in psychology. I was a clinical psychologist before I moved here to the United States. And when I moved, I also, by reasons of the art, I met my husband then when we decided to get married. He was living here, so I moved here. Um, I, uh, I had the opportunity to restart my professional life too, and I decided to become a life coach. And from a life coach, I did all the training. I got, got all the certifications. I so many coaches out there in what area of expertise they have. And then where are the clients? Uh, I was wanting to have an online business. And so then I start really to study the online marketing. I see other people succeeding. So I knew that was possible. And I found this system called the Book Yourself Solid. Uh, I start to apply it. I start to see results, make a long story short. I connect with the creator of the system, Michael Port. He was doing some training at the time. I got into the training, became a certified coach. I became an elite certified coach. I became the director of education for the Book Yourself Solid School of Coach Training. And I transformed from a life coach to a business coach. That is what I do now, helping other coaches and consultants to have their online business and attracting their ideal clients. That's great. And of course, that is the goal of everyone who's in business is to be able to attract and work with your ideal clients. And I know over the years, you've evolved that Book Yourself Solid system into your own framework that's uniquely yours. And that's what you teach now. And um, that's what I'd really like to focus on in our conversation today, because I think what you've created is a very powerful and effective way to um, have people draw in the right kind of folks that they want to work with. And I believe you call this now ABCD, is that right? Correct. Okay. ABCDs of 
giving and asking to have conversations that create opportunities. And has a lot to do with, when I think about it, has a lot to do with my background in psychology. I was a psychologist. I'm still, I still are. And, and uh, everything is really, and even in relation to marketing, that honestly, coming from clinical psychologists, uh, I, I look down with marketing and industrial psychology, to be honest with you, oh, marketing. Uh, and then I realized that marketing is just a way of communicating of taking a message to people that need that message. So when I start to see things as a communication and really what the, that is what also attract me to the Book Yourself Solid system that is all about relationship, creating relationships, uh, that two elements, communication, effective, relevant communication and relationships can have our marketing service professionals, as coaches, consultants, speakers, and trainers, we can have our marketing, our way of self-expressing and creating relevance that we exist and what we have to offer, mainly then through good communication and creating solid relationships. And it's from there that the ABCDs of giving, asking to create that opportunities for business comes from. And in a nutshell, it's just a way to memorize a menu of actions that we should be doing right. to uh, communicate effectively and, and cultivate the relationship. So the A of ABCDs is always share information. So I'm going over them and then we can dig in each one of them right. and maybe we can right. give examples that okay. people can be doing. Excellent. That sounds good? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the A, always share information. Mm -hmm. B, be the connector. Connect people that really benefit of yes. knowing each other. The C, cultivate positivity. is about practice, gratitude, empathy, fun, so bring some positivity to the mixture. Mm -hmm. and the D is the direct outreach. Reach out to someone that you don't know yet, but you like to know. And then always give referrals, testimonial, support, review, and then ask to. We have to put, like a colleague of mine always say, we have to put our asking gear. We have to also develop that muscle of asking for referrals, for testimonials, reviews to uh, people that can help us. If we manage to ask, we are going to be helped. So it's really important. And then all that creates that opportunities to have conversations. Mm -hmm. That's where the magic happens. When we start to have these virtual coffees, in-person meetings, and we start to have real relationships that can lead to business. Mm -hmm. I love that model, and I do want to go deeper in each one. Just thinking about, tell me if this is accurate based on your own experience working with coaches and consultants, because I've worked with hundreds of them over the years as they've used our software products. And they are extraordinary givers. They're always looking for how they can be of service. Um, more of them have challenges with asking. Totally. Does that, does that resonate totally. with you? They, uh, totally. They, they, they identify as the helper. They don't like the position of being the one that needs help. Mm -hmm. So it's much for them to give than to ask. That is why in these ABCDs 
of giving and asking. I put the giving first because it comes more naturally. Uh-huh. But we have to balance with the asking. It's like if we think about uh, as a service professional, as a professional out there, you have to, uh, people have to know that you exist. Otherwise, they will never buy from you. That is sure. the reality. And after they know that you exist, they are going to check you out. They are going to see if you have a solid foundation. But this is just the beginning. It's not very few people just with that are going to buy your services. There is like a gap. If you can imagine in one side is you, who know that you exist. They know that you have a solid foundation, that what they look they like is like you. You specialize in, in helping people like them. And in the other side is your service, the opportunities that you can help them with. But you have to build trust and credibility to bridge that gap. And the way that you bridge the gap, that you create the connection between that two sides is a lot by giving, but by asking too. And if you only give and you don't ask, you are going to have like an unbalanced bridge. If you only ask, there are many people out there that only ask and don't give, is an imbalance bridge. And who is going to cross that? But if you give and ask in a balanced way, you I really shorten that bridge and make it a very solid place for people that feel comfortable to cross and to try your services. I think one of the things too that you're uh, bring or that you're, what you're bringing up makes me think about is uh, often we do like to give and we don't think about how others enjoy giving too. Mm-hmm. And so we put undue pressure on ourselves to be the one that's always giving. And in a way we're robbing others from being able to give back to us. Uh, and I'll give you a quick example. I had, I've been a guest on dozens of podcasts now over the last few years. So when I launched, launched my podcast, I thought, I'm going to reach back out to some of these hosts. And I decided to contact about probably 18 of them. <laughs> Do you know, 90% of them said, absolutely, I'd love to help you. Mm-hmm. And they remembered a thank you gift that I had sent them after being on their show. And in some cases, it's been three or more years. But it's that whole thing of when you give and you give in a way that's thoughtful, people remember that. And so if you go back to them to ask for something, they're, they are. To, they're more than willing to help you in some way. And I love because, and you are a master of that. You are a master of network in general and the small attention to the small files because that is what our memory. Uh, and nowadays, for good and for bad, it's easy to, uh, and not difficult to become memorable, just writing a handwritten note stands mm-hmm. out. Uh, writing an email, of course, will be something that after a podcast, but it's easy. That is almost expected. And if somebody doesn't do, mm, uh, maybe we don't think too much about, but we, oh, that person didn't email us. But if we receive that little thank you card by the regular snail mail, that is much less overwhelming than our email inbox. That, mm, and we have that kinesthetical thing in our hands. So powerful. This person took time 
to put pen on paper and write is really powerful. And you take that to the next level because sometimes you send something more three-dimensional uh, that makes it even more memorable. And I, I remember when you sent me that beautiful glass with the, uh, my, my first initial there. I use it almost uh, quite a lot. And every time that I take that glass out of the, uh, in the kitchen, I think of you. Well, thank you. And that's something that if everybody listening takes just this one idea away, it'll make a difference if they implement it, which is, number one, how many thank you notes or notes, handwritten notes, have you written in the past month or quarter to people to let them know you appreciate them? Because they keep these notes. And also, small gifts that don't have to be, you know, outrageously expensive, but they're things that are not consumed by the person. And so in your case, it was a glass. In other cases, it might be a tumbler, but something that people use regularly and they will think of you in a positive way. If you just say thank you for something that they've done. So I, I, that's great. I'm glad that you mentioned. And sometimes giving a book. Yes. If it's the right book for the right people, the book is tricky sometimes because some people are, they have like a pile of books that they want to read and another book to read. Uh, but sometimes giving the right book that is relevant to the person and tell them, okay, uh, read just chapter number, just the introduction, you are going to take loads. So make their life easy makes all the difference. Yes, that is excellent. And so what you're really saying is a thoughtful gift that they will realize you put some effort into considering what would be meaningful to them. Correct. So let's go back to the ABCDs so we don't get Mm -hmm. focused just on the giving and the asking. Um, Go a little bit deeper with each Mm -hmm. one of them now. So the always share information, relevant information, that has a lot about the giving. But like, for instance, when we do a post in LinkedIn or in Facebook with an article that we read that we thought, oh my gosh, this is really good information. Can be our things, but can be other things that we come across or a video or a TED talk. So uh, we can send that in an email to a person that when we are seeing the video or the article, we thought, okay, this is relevant because of that. Or even in a post, we can tag people. But again, always is not tagging by tagging on LinkedIn or Facebook. Is This is relevant for you. And if we do that one-on-one connection to the person saying, I read this, that remind me of the conversation that we had. And I think you are going to find it helpful because of this and this and that. Again, the person is going, oh, that person was listening when we had that conversation. And they, that person, she still remembers and oh, maybe okay, helpful. So that is that things always. And I, this one for me is the one, one of the ones that came always more, very for me. The relevant, interesting information. The second, the B, is be the connector, connecting, introducing to people who could benefit from each other. And that one, honestly, was a little bit more difficult for me to become a habit was easy when I was in a live event speaking with people because I all, oh, I think I should introduce you to some. That after a live event, I didn't have any problems to do introductions. 
but on the day-to-day in front of my computer was not easy. And by practicing and uh, really making that effort in the beginning of thinking, who will be relevant to this person or to that person, now I do it very easily. And I have my template, I adapt. Some people that I introduce to more people, I really even have a blurb of them about what they do, or, or I ask them, I would like you to introduce to so-and-so. How do you want to be introduced? If we don't know, we ask. Uh, and we are training our ask in the process. So that is really powerful. And then the cultivated positivity, I see it more as an attitude. That is, again, the thank you card. It's a way of practice the gratitude. Uh, the empathic is if we know that somebody is going to a surgery or is with a cold or the flu, if you send them something, gosh, that is going to stand out. Or if they are going to a hard moment in their lives or a celebration, they publish their first book. How can we be there for the, be there as people? It's the mm-hmm. way of be there as authentic people. Yes, yes many of us, we had the pleasure of meeting in person in a way, but before, before that moment, we already had a solid relationship right. because of cultivating, of behaving as humans, even with the, through the waves of the internet. Mm-hmm. So that is the thing and it's all about and having some fun in the process because I would say, why not having some enjoying the process, I think is the best way. So that are the basis of the A, B, C. I don't know if you'd like to add something because you practice these things to all yes, the time. Yes, I want to go back for a minute to the B because this um, uh, B, the connector, connector. Uh, I, I don't know if it came as naturally to me. Maybe it did, but I know I've practiced this a lot. And so it's like your radar gets tuned in Total. to noticing if somebody is saying, uh, here's something um, I'm looking for, you can immediately think, oh, this. Well, Anna, you did it to me recently when you and I were talking uh, last week, and I was mentioning, I forget now what the item was that I mentioned, but you immediately had a book that you went and grabbed and said, this book will be very helpful to you. So Mm -hmm. it can be connecting someone to a resource, not necessarily to another person, but it, Mm -hmm. it, all of your um, four elements really are interrelated too. Yes. Because it's this always be sharing is this whole aspect of connecting people to information, to people that could be valuable for them. And I had a chance to do it just this morning. I had a podcast host, one of the ones who said, yes, I'd love to support you. And she wrote back and said, I've promoted this here. And then she said, do you know somebody that might be available to be a guest on my show on Friday? Hers happens to be a live show. Mm -hmm. And so she had to scramble and I immediately connected her with somebody that I knew would be an ideal guest. And she uh, emailed me just before our call and said, thank you. We had a great conversation and he's going to be on the show on Friday. So it's that responsiveness to situations where you know someone may not reach out to you like she did to me but you sense there may be a way that you can add value to them and a couple of things you show there that sometimes 
one action can eat some of the, some, some different letters in the ABCDs here. Mm -hmm. And it's totally okay. The important thing is to cultivate this mode because in this mainly of the always share information, be the connector and cultivate positivity is really actions that we are doing to uh, strengthen our relationships with our core network of people. Yes. Uh, and easy, we can, people can say, oh, this is like love is a killer app. Yes. Yes. This, if you, that is a great book to be read about all about cultivating that core network in a meaningful way. But we also need to be expanding our network with new people because some people always say uh, uh, they move on to other projects, to other things. So we always have to bring some new blood in. And that is the D the direct outreach. So who can I reach out? I, in the book Yourself Solid, we call a list of 20. The 20 people, the 20 companies, the 20 organizations that we have in our list to reach out in a meaningful, relevant way that we, because we like to have them as part of our core network. And, and let's talk a little bit about that because that may be a new concept for folks. This core network of 20. Uh, that I call the outreach, I call the list of 20. The core network in terms of if you want to put a number, put a maximum number. No more than 100 people in the core network, in the group of people that you want to develop one-on-one -on -one relationships. And there are scientific evidence about this, the 100, 120 groups, uh, tribe, the tribe group. But the reality, we have limited time in our day to keep strong one-on-one -on -one relationships as to be a limited group. There is totally different than a mass email or an email subscriber list. These are people that we want to keep relationships one-on-one. So talk a little bit about the difference between the 20 and the 100. Yes. So the, that list, what I call the core network that I say maximum 100 people, can be just 20 if are the right 20. You can have a very, is, uh, uh, quality is really more important here than quantity, are the people that they already know you. If you write an email, they identify your name and they are going to read that email. Most of them, you even have, have their phone number and you can phone them. These are people that already know you, they know what you do, and they are willing to help you to be a mutual relationship. The outreach is to people you know, or most of the time, sometimes you have an idea, it would be great to know somebody in that organization, but there are people that you uh, want to establish a relationship, want them to be part of your core network, but they are not there yet. Okay. So you have to outreach to them in a relevant way without being spamming, without being annoying, but being relevant and being of help. And then you start to cultivate that relationship for them when they see your email. They smile. Oh, she's writing me. Or they, they start to remember your name and you start to cultivate that relationship. And I am guessing that when you think about or when you're helping uh, coaches and consultants to identify who those 20 are, one of the steps after they've identified them is what's the best way to reach out to them? So talk a little bit about strategic introductions because I know that that's something you advocate and that's a very effective way to get known by somebody that currently does not know you. 
So it's the question. Once we identify, okay, because like I said, sometimes it's an institution. For instance, if you are a speaker or uh, you want a coach consultant that you want, would love to work with a certain company. And then the question is, who in that company, who in, uh, is the organizing of that event? You identify that person. So you have a name, you have a face, and then you can ask, who do I know that knows this person? Um, and LinkedIn is wonderful to that because of the common connections. And even Facebook, if you see them communicating, and of course, in, mainly in LinkedIn, sometimes we are connected with the person who, and we, we don't know the person. So we have to ask, do you know this person well? But it's the opportunity to make that connection. And if you have somebody that can make that email or that uh, luncheon or a coffee or whatever, that allows you to uh, be invited to that situation. I would like to present you to this person. I think you are going to uh, enjoy each other. That makes the process, accelerates the process. Absolutely. Because I think that's one of the things that causes uh, those in the service industries like coaches and consultants to kind of cringe when they think about cold calling. And so when you're talking about outreach, you're really not talking about cold calling. No. Looking, for, looking at different ways that the person can become known without having to make this cold phone call. You have to warm up. Even if you are going to cold call, warm up that relationship, warm up that by, for instance, connecting on LinkedIn, commenting where people are, this, following the people on social media, wherever they are active, can be LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, and share their content that is relevant, comment on them, put some thought. If they are an author, write a review of one of their books. Mm -hmm. You are going to get in their radar. That how can you get in their radar in a relevant way for them, adding value to them. Mm -hmm. Then when you outreach to them and say, hey, I like to connect here on LinkedIn or I like to, then they will be much opening, open to that. Mm -hmm. For instance, just to give a concrete example, I, I'm part of the National Speaker Association, uh, mm -hmm. the Arizona chapter here in Phoenix. Um, they do amazing meetings once a month and they bring incredible speakers. And if I'm going to the meeting, when I rest to the meeting, I like to put just the, uh, uh, something in Facebook or, or in LinkedIn saying, I just registered to this event. I'm really thrilled that I'm going to listen to so-and-so speaking about this. And of course, I tag at so-and-so. Most of the time, they have a LinkedIn profile. And if they are active on LinkedIn, they see it on notifications and they say, thank you. And then I look a little bit more of, about their material and I say something, I really, I really am looking forward to listening to you speaking about that, something that is relevant. And then I send them a connection, invitation connection to them. But now they, they already saw my name before. So right. most of the times, 99% of the times, they are going to accept that invitation. And now they are first degree connection on LinkedIn. When I'm in the live event, I go say, Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. I really appreciate it that now we are connected there. And now they remember you because they saw you there. So is that, and this applies to this kind of association events, uh, that I, um, conferences, uh, so many things that why don't we uh, have a strategy to 
warm up the relationships even before we go to the event, and then to follow up afterwards. And that's such a key piece that's often missing. But, you know, as I'm listening to you describe that one example of what you've done, what you're talking about there is really being strategic. And so when, when I think about being strategic around the outreach for these 20 is to take time to slow down. Too often we're just moving so quickly from thing to thing. But to stop and think, who are the 20 people yes. that if I connected with them, if I became known by them, it could make a huge difference in my business? And people that uh, it totally, we have to be strategical. And that doesn't mean that we, we, uh, we, we and we have to be authentic. The two things are totally possible at the, the same time because we want our core network and the people that we are outreach that brings to our core network, we want them to be people like that energize us, mm-hmm. that we love to be around because if we love to be around those people, it's going to be much easier to keeping in touch with them. Exactly. So when we strategically are thinking of the list of 20, the people that really can take our business to the next level, if we cultivate that relationships, yes, it's, we are being strategical in calculating that, but we want if somebody that, oh gosh, I, what I read about that person, I really don't agree. I really drains our energy, let it go. Uh, but if somebody, I love their energy, I love the values, I love their work, that book was really transformational for me when I read it, that are the ones that you want to put there because allows you to be strategical and authentic and even go beyond the business. Because I was seeing my doggy in the background, this is a home office, you can see sometimes my husband passing, my doggy also coming by. And even sometimes, even in the sharing information, being the connector and cultivating positivity, we have to start to go beyond business, beyond the professional. What are their hobbies? Do they like outdoors? What do they like? Because in terms of gifts and presents, we can be more relevant if we know that information. That's such a good point. I think too often we think we've got to be all business but we're all human and we all have interests. And it's amazing how a person's whole physique and facial expression can change when you ask them, what do you like to do outside of work? You know, what's your passion away from the office and getting them to start talking about that. They can become so animated and you realize, Oh my gosh, I've hit on something really important here. And you are seeing them as a three-dimensional person, not just, uh, and that if you look, uh, speaking about three-dimensionally and the aspects here, uh, see uh, the dog is barking. So uh, uh, just a moment, uh, I I can bring it here. I'm going to introduce to your audience my little dog that is puffy and is a sensation in as of... um, Facebook uh, uh, feed, but uh, hopefully will not bark more. But is how can we use these things? If uh, I know that somebody is a dog person, they are going to understand this totally. If yeah. somebody is not a dog person, of course I have to excuse the interruption on all of that. Uh, and even if somebody is just listening the the audio version of this interview, if they, again 
some of them are going to find this endearing because they are dog person, they have an online business, and wow, other people are going, uh, but it's okay. We are going to connect with some and not connect so much with others. That is the reality of things. I always think about that video. I don't know if you remember of the BBC interview that was this expert in the politic that was being interviewed in the BBC in England. And yeah, the home office all well set up. And the kids bar come into his office in the middle of his interviewing yes, I remember that <laughs> first one then the second and then the poor wife running and you could see it metaphorically sweating saying my career as a comment is over but he was trying to keep I'm still here controlling all the cows around the the wife takes the kids out and the poor guy but because now so many of us have our online business a big percentage of people were I and it became a viral sensation. And then it came back to be interview about all the experience. And he still uh, has his spot now, possibly coordinates even better locking the door. But this is being human. Yes. How can we be human online? How can we be human on TV, on YouTube to connect with people? It's everything goes back to real people, real relationships, and how can we m communicate in a relevant way with people? Mm -hmm. And that's what I love really in wrapping up, because we could talk for another hour, I know, <laughs> but these, uh, these principles that you've laid out here in very clear terms, that's really what they're all about, is valuing another human being. Yes. Because when we feel valued, when we feel understood and appreciated, we want more of that person who's giving us that kind of um, appreciation for who we are as humans. And so I think that while it's helpful to have a framework that you've given, we don't have to get hung up on exact steps. It's looking at how can we be our authentic selves yes. and connect with other people in a way that causes them to want to continue that relationship. Yeah, this is totally right. Uh, it's the thing about, this is like a template, like when we have a template for an email or a template to a talk. It's the starting point. It's just to avoid that feeling of the blank page. What shall I do? Yes. If we have that, we have here a menu of options to inspire us, but then we have to bring our voice there. Otherwise, we are, we are just another thing. It's just noise. Mm-hmm. So I think in summary, as a way to give people kind of an action step is to take a few minutes when you're not driving or involved in some other activity to make a list of those 20 people you want to reach out to. And then the other 100 or whatever number it is, it could be 50. But whatever number that is, identify those individuals because these are people that will respond to you and that you can have as a base of support yes. in building your business. And I think that that's really valuable. So Anna, I'm confident many of our listeners are going to want to know more about what you have to offer. So tell us how they can um, find you online. So the best way is my name, Anna, just with one N, and then Malikian is M-E-L-I-K-I-A-N dot com. So my first last name dot com. 
uh, is the easiest way to find my website. And then from there, you can go to all where I have the social media presence in Facebook and LinkedIn that are the, my main stopping spots. I also have a Twitter, but I'm not very active there. So just, uh, and even if you Google my name, Anna Malikian, you will find me there in the first page of the Google results. And I would love to hear from any of you, if you have a specific comment, a specific question, I would love always to, to say hello. And maybe Yes, and let me just add that Anna is one of the most generous people I know, and she is always looking for ways that she can help. And so you've been very generous today, Anna, with all the things you've shared with us, and I really appreciate your uh, openness and your wisdom in mm-hmm. life and in business and what you've brought to us today. So thank you very much for being my guest. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong for Performance podcast. Now head over to growstrongleaders.com to learn how our tools can increase your impact with clients and expand your business. And while you're there, grab our free ebook, The Five Secrets to Getting Better at Anything. Until next time, I'm Meredith Bell. Make it a great day.